are happy to have the Teamsters Joint Council 42 organizing director with us, Randy Corgan. Randy has served as an organizer, director of organizing, business representative, coordinator, international representative, international trustee of District Council 2 and Teamsters Local 630, co-chair for Southwest Food Industry Teamster Council and personal representative to the general president. More than a pleasure to have Randy Corgan with us from the Teamsters. Randy, good afternoon and welcome for having me on this afternoon. Oh, we uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, you're quite busy. I live in Southern California, and although my show is heard internationally, I broadcast from the Los Angeles area, which is right next to a county you're very familiar with called San Bernardino County. And there are a lot of promises that have been made by that county that aren't being kept, and the Teamsters are demanding that San Bernardino County keep its promises. Um, Let's talk about the public employees of San Bernardino County, what is happening, and the promises that were made and are not being kept uh, by the San Bernardino County officials who oversee the public employees there. Yeah, there's a number of things that have happened in the region, specifically in San Bernardino County. Uh, Specifically right now, they're mid-contract. They renegotiated their contract last year. And in the middle of that agreement, or excuse me, once that agreement was agreed to, there was a number of things that the county, as well as the local union at the time, had agreed uh, to roll out over the next three years, obviously part of a collective bargaining agreement. In that agreement included some step increases, uh, as well as equity increases. Equities would be, uh, if you have a particular job in San Bernardino County, what would it be compared to as far as pay in the county close to you? say, Riverside or Orange or Los Angeles, and then you have to do a comparison to see if you can get that equity increase. Well, what the, what the county did was they agreed in negotiations that if you got a step increase as well as an equity, that your, your 2,080 hours, in other words, the hours in which it's taken you to move towards your next step, that they would honor those hours versus reset them. The county took a position a few months back, uh, back in January, that they were going to reset those steps every time you either got an equity increase and or a uh, equity, excuse me, an equity or a step increase. And so that is a loss of revenue, obviously, for the individuals that are impacted or or who are actually in the steps themselves. And so the, I think the bigger problem is is there was a grievance filed. The county and the local union tried to resolve the issue. The county agreed to resolving it and retro pay all of the individuals that were impacted negatively by not honoring the step increases uh, and not resetting the hours. And then that was in June. And then subsequently, after notifying the members, which there's almost 11,000 employees employed by uh, the county, once they were notified that they would get those increases, the county then called back and said, you know what, we're not going to sign the settlement that we've worked off of and that we just agreed to a few days ago, and we're going to change our mind. And so that's obviously created a lot of energy around uh, them trying to keep their promises. There's other promises that they've broken, and we'll talk about a little bit more of that in the future. But it's it's pretty sad when you agree to come to a settlement and then you then basically – uh, go backward on your word completely, even after you've gone back on what you've originally agreed to. And, and you're reneging uh, on an agreement just days later, as you said. Also, so people understand, 
These are the County Board of Supervisors who are breaking these promises. And these are not just public employees. There are some big guns along with all the big guns like you guys at the Teamsters. Uh, but the uh, state treasurer was there, District Attorney Mike Ramos, um, at this meeting that took place over the weekend at the Ontario Convention Center. Um, so they, they have a lot of people who are supporting them, not just inside the union and employees, but other officials in the state of California and in the county of San Bernardino. Absolutely. What's happened is we've brought, since the local union has affiliated with the Teamsters, we've brought the awareness of what's happened in the tax base in the, in the region. This has also happened in other areas, but specifically in, in San Bernardino County. You have billions of dollars in tax revenue that a number of elected officials, whether it be city or county officials, have allowed big businesses to get these incentives, tax abatements, credits, and a number of other things, you know, infrastructure breaks, you know, totaling billions of dollars over a long period of time, and then turning around and telling the county workers that are your 911 operators, your nurses, all of your very important vital services, saying, you know what, you now have to pay for your retirement. You have to take a pay cut. We're not going to give you increases. Uh, basically, financing what they've given in millions and and, and over a long period of time, billions of dollars to corporate interests. Mike Ramos and John uh, Chung came out very openly and took a position that they understood this position with the county and that they didn't agree with these types of things happening, and they wanted to take a very proactive approach in the future to holding those individuals accountable that are allowing that money to go out the back door. When we look at what these workers perform in, in the way of work. I don't think everybody, you know, fully understands when they say, oh, well, the public employees, you know, I think some people just, you know, view a public employee as a certain job, but they're very crucial jobs that these individuals perform. Nine one one dispatchers, these people are included in this group. Uh, techs at uh, one of the largest medical centers, certainly the largest in the area of San Bernardino. And by the way, when my husband, an orthopedic surgeon, can ro- ro- rotates through often, and that's Arrowhead Regional Medical Center. They also man the uh, phone line as hotline workers for the child abuse hotline. They're building inspectors, bridge inspectors, flood specialists. These are very crucial. Honestly, if they were just 9-1 dispatchers, uh, and, and, and at the end of the day, even if they didn't have these crucial positions, you shouldn't have an agreement in place and have the County Board of Supervisors renege almost on a moment's notice just days later. But let's talk about the workers, that the, you know, the, the skills that they have and the jobs that they perform. These are not jobs that just anybody could step into. Absolutely not. These are very skilled positions, and most people that take these positions uh, are, you know, they, they want to service the, the community. You know, look at the hospital in which you just mentioned a minute ago, uh, Arrowhead Regional. You have thousands of people that work there, and, and they're dedicated to the people that come there every single day that are sick or injured, and they, they've, they're calling in life for these employees or to help people. And even though public sector workers have been villainized over the years, most recently, a lot of people haven't recognized the fact that how important they are and how integral they are to our society and making sure that we function on a, a daily basis. And when we're at our most needy times, when we're in need as citizens, they're the first people we go to, and they're the first ones to put their hands out and say, how can I help you today get through whatever's going on? 
no, no question about it. I, I mean, you know, I don't think people even realize that there are county employees manning a hotline where children or people that are adults may hear something or be in a family where they're reporting something that, you know, certainly with 911, these are not just crucial positions. These are positions that deal with life and death, not just on a daily basis, but hour to hour and even minute to minute often. This is very, and these are very high stressful positions. It's amazing that that there hasn't been enough discussion about how important they are to our you know, the fabric of our society, and there's been all of this talk about either not, you know, not honoring the promises in which each side has given. You know, these employees a couple years ago agreed when there were some tough times, some tough economic times, to give back some of their their increases, give back in a number of areas uh, with the promise that the county would step up in the future and when times would turn around and do better, that they would be able to get some of that back on top of what they do for us every day in the community. And it's unfortunate that those things are lost uh, when there's a, a number of individuals out there that just want to villainize public sector workers versus recognize how important they are to our everyday being uh, in our communities. When we look at the amount of stress, to me it's unconscionable, especially when there are neighboring counties who are paying the public employees in these positions far more. And on top of these people already being paid far less, the San Bernardino County Board of Supervisors has asked them to take additional cuts in their wages, additional cuts in their health care, additional cuts in their retirement. You know, I I don't think that people that – or a 911 dispatcher or manning a hotline for child abuse. They're, they're not getting bonuses based on how many cars they sell, and that, there's nothing wrong with that and, you know, doing that job. This is not sales-oriented. There has to be a certain level of passion and, and caring that goes into having a job like this in addition to the skill set and, and with the amount of stress. And then just looking, comparing, like Los Angeles County, you know, right you know, next door to San Bernardino County, you're already getting paid less, and you're asking them to pay more. It's not just stripping a person of their dignity and making it harder for them to, to earn a living, but you need these people to be sharp. You need these people to be strong. You need these people to be motivated, especially in such high-risk, uh, you know, life-and-death, uh, you know, quick-decision positions. Absolutely. And many of these people are in a position where they're – there is no room for error, where there is no room for failure, where they have to perform at 100% on a regular basis, and the stress in which uh, they have just by nature of the position that they took, and a lot of them, they just believe in helping the public. Uh, the stress that's been added on their personal life by uh, taking pay cuts uh, and, and not getting increases in which they believe that they were going to get, that that's obviously puts a tremendous amount of stress on them when they go to work. So you're 100% correct, Leslie. It's it's amazing that most people aren't recognizing uh, how important these individuals are and what the community as a whole can do to support them. On top of it, when you we all know, and you know we can we can go to Google University that stress is the number one culprit for many of our health problems, especially heart disease, which is the number one killer of Americans. And if you are in a high stress position. I would think that you need 
more health care and more benefits to take care of yourself so that you can remain healthy and come back to work because you're putting that additional stress in, in, in the job. I mean, I certainly don't have anywhere near the level of stress somebody like that. I don't deal with life and death. I may argue with some idiots sometimes, but I do not deal with life and death. And I can't even imagine the amount of stress somebody wakes up with and, you know, is working, you know, probably uh, nine to five or sometimes overnights, sometimes putting in overtime. And at, at the end of the day, th- these people need not just a, you know, a comprehensive health care package for them and their families. I, I would think that they need more health benefits because they're in a higher stress position, which can lead to more health problems. Absolutely. When you look at the fact that in the last year alone, the county has received 46 awards for different services in which they provided to the community. Obviously, you get some high-ranking official that may show up and, and accept that award, but the reality is it's those individuals you just spoke of that earned that award that by stepping up to the plate and making, uh, doing the job and, and, and just producing results all the time and not failing uh, is, you know, the reward that they get is to go to the bargaining table and someone to say, well, you need to pay more for your medical. Uh, You know, you can't have retiree medical. Uh, You're going to have to pay your retirement out of your pocket. Uh, You're not going to get an increase. And then when you do agree to something uh, and you you may not be completely happy with it, uh, they then don't fulfill their end of the deal by saying, you know, well, you know, we see it different now. And I think that for, for me, in all my years of doing this, I've actually never seen an employer agree to something, draw up the paperwork, and then just before you get the signatures, say, you know what, we're not going to do that now. That is just the integrity behind that or the lack thereof integrity. It's just really bad, and that's exactly what happened in June when they, they, they asked the local union to announce it to everybody, that they were going to fix the problem. All those issues would be resolved, the grievance is going to be resolved, and they turned around and said, nope, after they had notified everybody. I also want to look at what a person feels when they're in a position like this, or quite frankly, any position that you go to work. You, you need to be treated with a certain level of respect. In, in order to have that motivation to get out of bed in the morning, even more so if you have jobs like this that deal with life and death and that you are really making decisions that can, you know, change an entire, you know, family and, and what happens in the future. Um, is it fair to say what's happening here is wage theft? Absolutely. I mean, you could definitely be looked at it that way. Uh, you know, you get bean counters looking sitting behind the scenes at a desk saying, well, how can we save money here? How can we save money there? Of course, they're not looking at the billions of dollars that they've allowed to be siphoned out of the economy by other individuals. Um, but absolutely, they're, they're stealing money right out of the workers' pockets uh, that are performing the most vital services for the community. And, and to, some people understand the magnitude of how many people this affects. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the convention center was set up to hold less than 1,000 people, approximately 900. Over 1,200 people showed up. Correct. I mean, just to show this, just to show the support, not just of these employees, uh, not just of their families, and not just you know people in other fields, but like we talked about, high-ranking officials within the county and within the state of California. 
Oh yeah, it was it was a great feeling. It was a great energy, and and when Mike Ramos really hit the nail on the head. Uh, not only uh, has he been an advocate for not allowing uh, tax dollars to be taken out of the region, but he he basically got on the phone and started calling uh, county board of supervisors right there. Uh, he, when he got up and spoke, he brought home a very heartfelt message that that. Instead of people taking money out of the county, they should be doing what they can to give these employees raises. He'd been an employee himself of that county. I obviously still is a, an employee, even as an elected official, but he, he pledged that he would do whatever it took for us to accomplish what we were looking to accomplish there. Uh, and having that amount of people there, you know, that we had to break the room out and break a wall down and put more chairs in there because uh, it not only got to capacity, but then it overflowed as well. So there's a number of people that are that this is resonating with this is not just some fleeting moment yeah like you know you could just tell the energy you know from the quotes and the comments that you know the people were talking about from the convention center and that rally randy thank you thank you for educating us on that thank you for all the great work you do with the teamsters and all the great work the teamsters does and especially what you folks there are doing at council 42 at the joint council 42 and use the organizing director for those folks i know you'll win this the team i don't think the teamsters lose and i'm sure that the people of the county of san bernardino uh, we'll win this with your efforts behind them. I just hope it'll be soon. These are crucial positions, and they deserve better. Thank you for joining us. Randy Corrigan, uh, follow him on Twitter at IBTJC42. That's for the Teamsters Joint Council 42 on Twitter. The website for the Teamsters.org. If you want to find out more information, get involved, or maybe you'd like to have a union shop in your place of business, go to Teamsters.org. And Randy has a website. Go to RandyCorgan.com. That's R-A-N-D-Y-K-O-R-G-A-N.com.